And welcome to That Horrorcast. I'm Mallory Smart. And I'm Dimitri Samarov. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the 2022 supernatural Australian horror movie, Talk to Me. Intrigued by the latest internet craze, best friends Mia and Jade attend an exclusive house party to see for themselves if the rumors of a strange object capable of opening the gate to the spirit realm are true. There, someone finally brings the key to the unseen world, an embalmed hand which they use to conjure spirits, by lighting a candle and saying the phrase, talk to me, before proceeding to say, I let you in, for full possession, and blowing out the candle once 90 seconds has passed. Mia, an outsider, volunteers to be a conduit and gets hooked on the new thrill, until one night she goes too far and opens the door to the spirit world, forcing them to choose who to trust, the dead or the living. Hello? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, I fucking love it when people say Kool-Aid. It's, a, it's, it's so dorky. It's one, it's one of my go-tos. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just never usually hear you say it. You usually just write yeah, it. Yeah, it's a text, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't usually say it. It's, it's my text uh, agreement thing, yeah. It's like if I were just to suddenly start saying LOL. like. Yeah, or, I don't know, I could start saying Audi 5000 or something. I don't know. Oh my god, that would That's be great! Old. I haven't yeah. got any of those emails. What? Audi five thousand. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, you don't text that because that means Audi five thousand is you're leaving. You know, <laughs> so why would you be texting somebody that you're gone? I don't know. <laughs> really, you don't understand social media culture. We usually are talking to each other nonstop until you're like, and now I'm off. Leave you have to. Alone. You have. You have to announce that you're you're quitting. That you're leaving the. The virtual room. Yeah, I actually even have to tell people, be like, I'm going to bed now, good night. <laughs> Jesus, it's a, it's a fucking hostage situation. It really is, because, like, the notification goes off, and you have to be, like, oh, yeah. so ever careful not to click it, or else people get all, like, are you being passive-aggressively angry at me? Yeah, yeah, right. I, I Even when I was on there, uh, I the one of the first things I would ever do when I joined a new social network was disable all the notifications because I wanted to only log on like when I was logged on to the thing to be able to manually see it I didn't want the the sound or the 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 pop-ups you know because that's just fucking hamster wheel shit you know like that's social experiment crap that's bad you know I have it where (laughs) like it doesn't do the drop down and it doesn't do the noise but something about the red Thing that like just like ah, I see that there's a notification in there. Uh huh. So that that's what draws me. Yeah, yeah. I I just I would uh, systematically disable any sign that like I wanted to only be aware when I was on there. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, I all that shit is was super triggering to me even when I was fully on there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just. That's Pavlov. That's some Pavlovian shit, you know. It really is. I like how we start <laughs> most of this talking about social media. I have to say though, like I really am starting to agree with you about Twitter. Um, I am slowly finding a lot of the people that I like. It's been a trickle effect, but like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's a no. I, it's definitely dying. I mean, it's not just yeah, it's dying. 
I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to, you don't want to be the last one at the party. Like that you have to, they'll ask you to clean up. I don't know where the next party is or do I just stay home? Uh, in, in meat space back, back in reality. Sadly, I don't know. know. I have to start showing up at like coffee shops. And no, shit. because all these uh, the like the new replacements, they're all just fucking Splenda, fake sugar, you know, like the blue sky and the fucking threads and whatever. That's just it's just Twitter light, you know. So, and what what people have to deal with is like acknowledge the death and grieve and move on. You know what I mean? I mean, I didn't want to <laughs> accept it until. I think Belent and I were having the conversation over the last like couple days because I was like, Damn, "This is like, actually this is related to this movie, though." It is. It is because very it's a totally related. socially rela- social media is really like the uh, subtext of this movie in a way. It's yeah. the addiction to social yeah. media. Yeah. But no, it was one of those things where I was just like, "Holy hell!" Like everyone on my time feed, like, are they going crazy? Like they're all becoming very, very broy. Well, because it's it's only for Nazis now. Yeah, it wasn't until Blent, who finally acknowledged, like, an yeah. issue with Elon Musk and everything. He's like, uh, oh, wow. yeah, ever since he took it over, you're slowly going to find it's just the bros who stuck around, and they're just reinforcing each other in a cir- circle jerk. And I was like, True. I, damn, I, I how do I, I get out of the circle jerk? I can't make my, like, woman-hating jokes anymore. I can't make fun of black people anymore like I used to be able to, you know, like... Well, Boo they can make it who, now. You know? Oh yeah, no, yeah, everyone's it's, it's off free. of it. Yeah, it's it's free reign. Yeah, I actually had a a friend, uh, an acquaintance. She emailed. She's trying to get a book published, but like she got advice to do a newsletter, like to work some stuff out or whatever. That's a smart if, idea. Yeah, but of course she she fucking joined Substack, and Substack mm. is that's is confusing. A, is as Nazi as has gotten as Nazi as, you know, like they're full on like defending Nazis on their platforming. I mean, they're, they're paying Nazis to be on there. <laughs> like I don't it's a big fucking problem. <laughs> I'm slowly becoming the person where I refuse to learn new social media. Well, yeah, because you're aging out you know, of that. I, I actually had a conversation with an old friend the other day that I think, I think it all peaked with MySpace. I think it's been downhill since MySpace. I think MySpace was the best one. I think early Facebook <laughs> and then slowly, like, I don't know. I think, like, the introduction of, like, the DMs and then slowly just went downhill. I just thought, you know, MySpace, they gave you a page. You could change the code on it. You could put your favorite movies or you could decorate it with, like, art and stuff. It, I like the favorite, like, songs. We all yeah. kind of low key knew how to do HTML. Then. Yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I I do HTML every all the time because of the the way my website works. Yeah. My website's I'm all HTML. Baby coder, but, if you count that, I don't know. Yeah, that's no. The only coding I know how to do is is my own website. I can't. I wouldn't be able to do any more than that. You know. Mhm. There's some very very simple things, and I've just been cutting paste. Cutting and pasting the same page for twenty years now, literally twenty years. You know, I feel like we need to petition to bring back MySpace, but I don't know where we would post this petition. Yeah, who do you, who do you ask? It's just like there's nothing there now, so I'm sure somebody just owns the the you know the domain name or whatever and is waiting to cash in somehow. But 
Well, we could find everybody's best friend, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Where's Tom? <laughs> like, that guy's probably just so happy to have been like, all right, I was the chill guy. Nobody even really knows what I look like. Yeah. No, he had, he had a face. Yeah, but we don't know what he, like, actually, we just got, like, one from, like, he, we got his profile, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you need to write the biography of Tom. That would actually be a that, very interesting book. book. <laughs> Set aside the other projects you got going. Write, write the biography of Tom from MySpace. <laughs> okay, I'll start that when you start Worst You Ever. <laughs> I, I'm working on it in real. I'm living it. <laughs> I don't need to write it. Yeah, I vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of Talk To Me? Uh, mixed bag. Mixed bag. What did you think? I would say similar. I had never seen it. I was asking a lot of people because I was going to go to that creepy cabin in the woods. I did to write horror. And I don't know. I would like to know a lot more about occult shit. Uh, and I was like, you know, like send me like conjuring, like exorcist style shit. So I uh, like can soak that in. And so oh, you you like, go to that A-frame house again? Is that's your magic writing cabin, or? Oh no, or I no? went to like no. a new oh, one. It's, oh, it's a different one. Yeah, it it, it oh. was pretty plain as shit, and there was no Wi-Fi, and you could imagine sure. I was sure. going through withdrawal a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. How could you function without Wi-Fi? They had a DVD player. <laughs> Old Wi-Fi, the pre-Wi-Fi. DVDs. Oh, yeah. There was no cell phone <laughs> service either. Yeah. I predicted my imminent death at any point because I was going to be like, this will be so what? like poetic. I come here to write a horror novel and then my life becomes a horror novel. What state What state was it in? This Northern this Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And how long did you go for? Only a couple days. Uh, felt like forever, but it was and only Did you write days. the whole book? No. I don't know. You I got distracted. Fast. I got With so what? I got like where without I was internet. Like, yeah, I, I was just suddenly realizing I might have fucked around with the fireplace like twenty times. Did you like carbon monoxide yourself? I definitely <laughs> probably got close. Like I don't know. I was demonstrating <laughs> to Blunt that I'm better at making fire than he is, and uh -huh. I proved that point by keeping a fire going almost nonstop the entire time. Wow, was it that cold, or were you were just trying? Well, you can, you know, you can lose hours and hours just staring into a fire. That's not There's your pre-internet. Pre like, I just was, like, Looking chilling. into the flames, yeah. And then That's we realized that there was a pretty cool stereo system set up, but, like, we're literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So we just, like, blasted that shit, because I don't know the last time, because I live in an apartment, when I've been able to just blast that shit. Yeah. So I was just doing that and, like, staring into a fire a lot. And what was the soundtrack for your horror book? What kind of stuff were you listening to? Well, that comes the other catch is there is no Wi-Fi and there was no cell service. So whatever was downloaded already on our phones. Mm. And I, I don't do you have, have much downloaded? No, I don't. I have whatever Apple gave me for free. Oh, really? So it's just like the one U2 record or whatever. Do you remember when... And like a Jack Johnson song, but Belent, he has the music. Okay. Oh, we went Swifty and Fleetwood Mac. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I of course I, I have a very different strategy for music. I download everything, you know. Well, for for when I'm mobile, you know, because I have a I have a digital audio player with uh, Wi-Fi capabilities, so I have Apple Music on there. But if you pay for Apple Music, you can download, you know. And that's See, why I pay for it. <laughs> so I, I can was download under the stuff. impression with. Well, usually with Spotify, it works. Like, I'll, I'll be able to do it on a plane, whatever. Like, I hit yeah. the download of the playlist. Yeah. Not this time for some reason. Wisconsin said no. Oh, Wisconsin didn't let you download. Okay. <laughs> no. So, basically, if there was anyone in the vicinity, they probably thought that someone was going through a really bad breakup or something. <laughs> because it was because uh, it was all Taylor Swift all the time, and a lot of Fleetwood Mac, like just pure rumors. Well, all that sounds kind of like a horror movie to me. Yeah, or horror horror book. <laughs> so that, and I was watching some like you know uh, horror movies, and I did not bring Talk to Me because I couldn't find a physical version. Ah. Uh. But yeah. so many people recommended it, and they're like, "This is the greatest movie of the year." I don't really? agree. Who who was it? Who are the and uh, who are these uh, ex friends of yours that did this? It wasn't. Aw- I don't think it was awful or anything. But like, I I wouldn't name names, but <laughs> I, it, it's a thing where I kind of like. Shame. I don't know how to even go back to them because they're like, "How'd you like it?" And I was gonna be like, "Oh, now you're embarrassed to tell them you didn't love it." Well, this is why. We have this podcast, so yes. I could passively be like, "Yes, yeah, it, it had its they points." Are, they're all they're all secretly listening. No, it's not so secret. They, they're listening. <laughs> okay, so what you go first? What what were your problems with it? And what was what was the pros and cons for you? Okay, pros. I really do like how it went into. You know, I'm trying to figure out, like, the occult, but not using a Ouija board or, yeah. like, some exorcist shit. Like, it, it was a very new, but not so new concept because it was just replacing a Ouija board with a hand. Yeah. But, I don't know, I, I liked the idea. It, it is a bit of a trope of teenagers messing around with things that they shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, fucking around and finding out. But... I kind of found it as like the dangers of social media because they all started to like hop onto the trend because it's like, holy shit, that was so cool. And then it becomes almost like a drug and shit. Like Mm -hmm. one, they all want to go viral. And then they're like, oh my God, we did go viral. I want to be the next one who goes viral. And then they get like hooked on the feeling until it just goes too far. Mm -hmm. Like there's always like one person who ruins it for everybody. And you didn't like that about it? Uh, that's the part that I, I, I liked those aspects, but I would say overall, the characters are pretty one dimensional mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't, I don't like the pacing of it. <coughs> the pacing of it was really chaotic. I yeah. mean, it, it plunges the beginning made no, like you, they just threw you in and show this really random violent act Without any context, I guess they just wanted to to throw you into the deep end. But like, it was jarring, not in any kind of way that even made sense later, because there were so many dots that weren't connected, and there there were so many logic gaps in this movie. And I I, I realized that, you know, you're, 
I mean, we're talking about a thing of, of make believe and like supernatural, blah blah blah. So it's all it's all make believe, but like inside of it, like it has to have its own logic. And in no world would like, for instance, after like like after that kid bashes his head in, the little kid, the police would confiscate these fucking phones and see that video right away. Yeah. There's no way that no adult ever saw what was going on, and then there's, like, no investigation. How the fuck is this, the main character girl, just running around doing whatever she wants? Also, the, the uh, how that hand reappears, and like, she smuggles it out of a crime scene, and and the, the, the big hulking guy who used to be its keeper doesn't even notice. But then there's a scene later in the subway when he hands it back to her. Like, when did she ever give it back to him? You know what I mean? There's lots of stuff like that that really took me out of it. I, I didn't understand what was happening exactly. And I, I guess with time we're supposed to think, like, well, because she's becoming a spirit and it's, it's, it's all not happening in our realm or whatever, but... There was never any clear line, and I was I was confused a lot watching this movie. I guess is what I'm saying. I didn't know where I was. I <laughs> I was hoping that it was going to be. Um, well, I guess I'm trying to figure out. I was hoping it was going to give more origin story. I was going to be very intrigued about her background. We were thrown very heavily into it, so we didn't get almost anything about her background except mom is dead, dad's kind of absentee, and yeah. I practically live at my friend's house. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, we, we have no setup uh, aside from, like, it just being, like, this teen trend or whatever, this thing with the hand, where the hand comes from is very, very vague, too. It's like, well, this is there's an actual hand in there. They make that joke, you know, that it's a ceramic dead hand or whatever, but it would have been good. Yeah. A little bit more like linear, like kind of setup would have gone a long way. I mean, I'm not asking for like A, B, C, D, E logic, you know, like science logic or anything, but it needed more structure than it had. <laughs> I mean, they could have filled in the gaps like throughout yeah, it didn't uh, yeah. have to. It didn't have to be A to B, but like, yeah. Uh, I mean, it could have been like Zombie Child a little bit. Yeah, where like you almost have like flashes. Yep. Yeah, there's two timelines in Zombie Child. There were more, but like two main ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's like that's a good counter example of a movie. There's all kinds of like weird shit happening, but as you go along, it explains to you what is actually happening. You know. And, and the two timelines kind of merge. Yeah. I was hoping, based off the trailer, uh-huh. that it was going to be just a little bit closer to that vibe. And I also really like watching horror movies that aren't American. Mm-hmm. So, especially, like, when they, like, have that thing where they, you know, kill the kangaroo. How sad. Which immediately makes me wonder, is that a common issue in Australia? The the roadkill kangaroo probably yeah, well they don't kill it they leave it oh yeah but it's gonna and die. that's I yeah but, but and that that's clearly like brought me to that setting but then I was like and nothing else screams Australia to me like was no that all except they for did? their yeah except for their accents and yeah they I mean that 
that was effect the 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 dying kangaroo was clearly connected with you know it was meant to stand in for like some of these spirits that just wouldn't die ooh you, you ran into it oh sure there was a flash there was a flashback or they they referred back to it at some point the kangaroo a couple of times hmm. so, I know so, yeah. she mentioned it in... mm-hmm. okay yeah so, there, I, I wish there was more of that kind of thing. See, that would have been interesting. I wanted it to be a little bit more atmospheric. I didn't expect so much of it to be taking place in just living rooms and bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Also, in the so you know they set out like the first time they do the sa- the thing. Uh, they explain all the rules, like what you're supposed to like that you're supposed to say the thing and light the How candle. How do they know the rules? Right. How do they? Well, there's that. I actually wasn't thinking of that, but that's that's definitely a, an issue. But like later on, the shit that she's the uh, Mia Mia's the main girl. I, I believe think. so. The shit that she's doing with the hand by herself, it breaks all the fucking rules. Like she's not even saying stuff, you know. She, and she just goes in there free freely. I I don't know. It 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 plays really really fast and loose. With, with with the things that it sets up, the premise that it sets up. And if you're going to set up like this magical make-believe premise, you have to have it, I don't know, airtight in some way. You know what I mean? You have to leave us in there. But each time she would change up things, like she would just touch the hand and she would go into the spirit world like, after a while. You know, and The rules of the hand seem to definitely not apply to her as much. No, because she, she's the only one. I guess it's because she was the grief-stricken one and she kept seeing her mom everywhere. Which you do get the vibe that it's like, okay, yeah, spirits lie. That's a common trope. So maybe yeah. it wasn't. It was just taunting her like, yeah, I know how to grab this person. But yeah, definitely found that shit fascinating that like one, nobody stopped her. Like that that's another like interesting, the bystander effect I would throw in there that like everybody knew the rules and there is like, oh, she said to keep it going, even though all of us with our phones out know the rules that you're not supposed to keep going. Yeah, and yeah, like there's yeah, parts of it I, I, I bought like that the, the then they all scattered because they're kids and they're not gonna take responsibility. But then they're in the hospital, and the mom is really angry at at Mia, and and legit, everybody's mad at her, and they fucking should be. It is her fault, you know. Like what happened to that kid is her fault, definitely. And it never stops being her fault. Like no matter how fucked up she is over her own shit, it's her fault that she made him stay under because she had a hallucination, you know. Like she saw her mom because that's what she wanted to see. And they should have fucking, and it was absolutely her fault. In in the world of that movie, she was guilty. I would you know, say, like, <laughs> I think a lot of the teenagers, that they are accessories to it. Yeah, and they're accessories. And like I said, there's no fucking, no country in the world in which the cops don't look at, look at those phones and see those videos. And those kids would have been fucking posting it at, to wherever, Snapchat or whatever they were using, you know? They were, I feel they, like it was some fictional version of TikTok almost. It was a TikTok, yeah, because there was one time she was up and she was looking at her friends and like her mom and they're making those animal faces, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that is that TikTok? The animal faces or is that Snapchat? Or That's what I'm saying. I think it's like a fictional thing because it looked like a blend of the two. Yeah, 
But whatever it is, like, there's no way those kids aren't posting it so it would have gotten out. There's no way it wasn't just those the, the two bad ringleader kids, you know, that were in charge of this thing. They couldn't have kept it secret. They they were so fucking fascinated with it. They were so hyped about the fact that, like, it was crazy. You think they would be like, yes, it even got crazier. Yeah. And they wanted to keep doing it, and it was this kind of litmus test or, like, uh, peer pressure thing, you know, everybody's doing it. So it's like a drug, of course, then. Uh, yeah. They like don't she'll... provide motivation enough as to why she wanted to, like, hop on there to do it first, too. I, I guess Other I can... Than, con- like, you just see that, like, ah, she's lacking in esteem, and there's obviously something wrong with her, but dead mother isn't enough. No, but there, I, there was... I think... I, I could sort of buy she wanted in to the cool group and that was her way in because they she was kind of an outcast. She was like they were kind of making fun of her before the cool kids like, oh, why'd you bring her? And she's she, she she's oh, okay. she's a bummer, you know, so like that teen trope where it's like, uh, I'll go get the beer. I can do it. Yeah, I'll I'll go do the crazy thing. And then then you guys will accept me in your group. That part I buy. Uh what I yeah, what I don't buy is how like any of this would have tracked after after in in the weird beginning. I guess you know they're trying to like shock you because there's like a you know there's a stab killing like right at the fucking beginning, a random like like best friend like kills the other friend. Mm-hmm. But Which they never by the whisper people would have known that too. They would have all fucking known. It's it's not like this is a giant. This is clearly some some kind of small town, you know. And they're just uh, also hyped on it, like to the point where like people in different countries and shit are hyped on it. It seems like it feels like there was a lot like maybe there was several people writing it and there's pieces that got chopped because they had the one scene where they tracked down the the friend and they're riding with him on the bus. But they drop that, you know, he could have explained the whole history and stuff. He could have been the like set everything up, you know, giving us some setting, but he barely, like, he just disappears after five minutes. He doesn't do anything. I would say somewhere around the 40-minute mark, like, right after they're in the hospital, like, for the first, like, when she first is, like, being bitched at and everything by the mother and everyone's Mm -hmm. hating her, and she's going to get a ride home with the boyfriend who she obviously low-key still has feelings for. That's around the part where my attention just kind of dropped off. Yeah, it, it was a, run, a bunch of kind of like mismatched doll parts, this movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, and just, yeah, there, there was lots of sequences that made no sense. Like the, the, the later in the hospital, the mom comes back and she's not mad anymore. Like, how the fuck are you not mad anymore at this girl? You should still be mad at her. You should be mad at her forever. See, we should get, like, some history then again there where it's like, oh, you've totally, like, become de facto mom to her and you're feeling a little guilty about, like, ah, you basically are my daughter. She's she's clear. Yeah, she's the surrogate mom because her own mom killed herself. Right. Uh, I get that, but you don't just switch it on a dime. I was going to say, like, I know if that happened in my family. I think if it happened in your family, if it was just your own mother and it's like, ah, you did that to your brother, like, they'd be like, I fucking hate you. What the hell's the matter with you? Yeah. I don't know if they'd say hate, but I don't know. And her, the mother's explanation of why she is 
back to loving her makes no fucking sense. Oh, I have to accept that he had a mental breakdown. Like, where, who the fuck made that lie up? I'm you know, saying, like, like what, what? That the kid had a mental... He didn't have a mental breakdown. Don't they have to have, like, <laughs> a psycho, like, a- analyst come and, like, be like, all right, there's a breakdown? Like, they would immediately be like, this is not a breakdown. That's where I feel like there are pieces that must have gotten chopped from the screenplay, you know what I mean? And you're just getting bits and pieces. So that theory had to have been... You had to have a set-up scene to tell you why she thought that. You know what I mean? Why she thought that he had a breakdown. We we have no evidence of any kind that he had any kind of breakdown. We saw what happened to him. You know? Yeah, and it's one of those things then where it's like, okay, you do have to assume that they had to explain it to the mother at some point of like, we did this, this, and this. And she just totally negated the fact that like, oh, there is a hand that y'all were fucking out around with, and please let me see the video so I understand what went down. Like, Yeah, there's like two, whatever. How many adults are in this movie? Two? The father, the Mia's father and the, the main mother. There's almost no other adults, practically, yeah. in this movie. And they don't fucking find out about the hand. Not, nobody finds out about the hand. None of the them cops seem to know that they're doing all to like be viral and intense. And isn't that like almost supposed to be the point? I guess that was what I was assuming the point was going to be. Yeah, they want their kids. They want attention. Yeah, <laughs> you you know? think therefore it would be like not just attention from themselves. You think the adults at some point will intervene. And yeah, I, I or get at least that, notice. Yeah, there. You know, there's a world of teenagers make their own wor- world aside from the adults. But it it has to intersect, you know, violently with the rest of the world at some at points. You know what I mean? Like unless they're like independently wealthy or something, and where it's like fucking uh, Lord of the Flies, where they're on an island and have their own society. Like it has to intersect with the wider world somehow, and it just doesn't. Where are the know? parents of like the house where it went down? Mm-hmm. The it, the main all ha- that. That was the the big guy, the guy, the, the keeper of the hand. I think that was his house. Yeah, but where were his parents? No, yeah, everybody's absent all the time. Like maybe no that's, parents are ever around. Yeah, and I get that maybe that's part of the message, but yeah, you have to flesh it out. You have to you have to set it up better than this movie did. And yeah, most of the problem my problems I had in this movie were like writing writing problems. You know. Mm-hmm. Like the acting was fine. Like the I thought the the makeup effects were good. Like they were plenty creepy. Like the the shit with the with the skin, you know, and the bulging veins and stuff. They did a good job. Like yeah. once you grab that hand, it's like, oh, okay, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. That that whole like that that the 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 effect the main thing turn of it works. You know, like where you suddenly see the the uh, spirit. But yeah, and then as it went, the last whatever ten fifteen minutes, where it it, it it's gets more and more confusing. What's reality, and what when she's in the spirit realm? I got instead of it being ambiguous or whatever, it was just I was just confused. I didn't know what the fuck was going on anymore, you know. And that's what I'm saying. She, it began to unravel like after like she's like she's wheeling him out of the ho- how the fuck did she get him out of the hospital? And she's gonna chuck him on the highway but then she chucks herself on the highway and uh the like the geography and the the time 
doesn't make any fucking sense, even in dream logic, of what happens towards it. I understand, like, the very last scene, you know, she's become she's become the opposite. She's now on the other side mm-hmm. because somebody's contacting her. I get that. That's he, sh- They didn't know how to end the fucking thing, clearly, you know? As I said, uh, I feel like they just didn't know where they were going. I think they knew what eventually she wanted, like, what they wanted it to end as, and I think they just kind of missed a good chunk as to, like, you need to set us up better. I wonder if, what, okay, what ideas, maybe whoever came up with the original hook of this hand, they had this great idea, and then they made up, set up about making up a story around it, you know, afterwards. Like, what the strongest thing about it is this thing with the hand, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, the origin <laughs> that, story, yeah. Yeah. But, you like, and then you made up all this, like, Kind of cookie cutter psychobabble, like about the grieve, like the traumatized kid and stuff. It's kind of like when they made, like one of the worst things when they made the wild, where the wild things are movie and retrofitted all this like background family trauma to it. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see that. That looks so terrible. It's so bad. It's so it's so horrible. It's the, well, it's fucking Dave Eggers. Dave Eggers is the problem. Dave Eggers wrote that screenplay. And this is what Dave Eggers does. But it seemed like it was one of those <laughs> movies that was trying to be like, oh, we're elevated horror, but yeah. it wasn't. It wanted to be fancy horror. It wasn't quite fancy horror. It would have been better if it was just grubbier, you know, like, and just simple. Like, they hadn't tried to be, like, fancy and uh, elliptical. They just took the trauma out and everything. I mean, maybe just, like, a little bit. So you're like, okay, this is their motivation. But, like, I would have just been obsessed with the hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they it would have it would have been a lot more compelling if they just had a straight linear narrative, you know? Like say they find like the one kid, they they find the hand and then they start fucking with it. Like the the way that they have the Ouija board movies, you know? Mhm. And then it it then it escalates and then you have to get out of it somehow. Like just it they didn't need to be so fancy and kind of po it's like they were like reaching for poetry or something and really falling way short. You know what I mean? <laughs> As I said, it was a film that was trying to like be what it wasn't. Well, it's a you know it's an A twenty four movie, so it's got that. <laughs> <laughs> but A twenty four more and more is just becoming like a studio, like a big it studio. Is. They're 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 doing like they're going to do superhero movies now. Mm. So. <laughs> Superhero movies. Sorry, I, I I got exposed to quite a few superhero movies this week. So, oh really? Yeah, I, it, it was one of those things where I wasn't feeling well, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna turn on Disney." So <laughs> that that so, was my so, bad decision there. So what did you watch? I watched uh, <laughs> Iron Man, uh, mm. and then I watched X Men First Class. Mm. Yeah, not not great. Is is the sequel called X Men Second Class or no? I see, <laughs> I only remember the original one with oh. like Hugh Jackman and uh, I already forget her name. <laughs> she, I know she's in True Blood, like the oh. main actress in that. Anna Paquin. Yeah, Anna Paquin. Like yeah. they're the, they're our stars. For, well, yeah. Movie. See, for me, for uh, Anna Paquin will always be the pian- the movie The Piano. Isn't that the one she won the Oscar for? If she didn't, yeah, she was definitely nominated. That was like one of her early ones when she was a little girl. Yeah, 
That's a great movie with uh, Holly Hunter and Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Well, sadly, uh, True Blood is what I will always know her for, but that's because like, there's a that. vampire obsession when like, I was coming to age. Yeah. You know what the best thing the the best thing about True Blood is the the Bill Callahan theme song. <laughs> well, I I I think he was still going by Smog then, but like yeah, that's Cold Blood at old times. <laughs> that's the best thing about True Blood. My ex loved that show, and I watched a couple episodes with her when I was the lady I lived with in Beverly. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, this this is going to be one of the ones for you because I can't. This is just a fucking dumb soap opera this is like it's uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer 2.0 you know yeah amped up more violence more sex yeah yeah Yeah, it's for cable right yeah sexier Buffy yeah softcore porn at times right but no I I like totally love that you mentioned the theme song because I watched that June Carter documentary you recommended oh yeah that was really good. Isn't it good? Yeah. Totally what, gave me a different vibe. And What uh, a crazy life. Yeah. What an intense, uh, yeah. And deal, dealing with, like, the insane, like, kind of, like, a, yet another one of these, like, narcissistic, you know, megalomaniac star people, you know? It made me very heavily dislike the movie Walk the Line. Well, yeah, as you should. It's it's trash. <laughs> but I love that Reese Witherspoon was a producer and was yeah. taking part, and I was like, "All right, good on her." But the, yeah, like the best we've talked about Walk the Line before. Yeah, she she's the only reason to watch that movie is Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more I listened to their music, because I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna like get into." June Carter, see what like she did before Johnny Cash, and then also the stuff like well, I, Jackson and shit. I, and you're right now, Walking Phoenix's voice doesn't match up. I'm 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 still I still can't recover from the fact that like you you were like only know the walk Walking Phoenix versions of the Johnny Cash songs. <laughs> I mean like age difference here. I, and also like I had a very big aversion to country music. Yeah. Because I'm used to, like, stadium country, and I'm like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but listen, like, to his hits, but, like, also those late late career, those American recordings, the ones that Rick Rubin did. Like, when when he's doing, like, I See a Darkness, or or he's doing, like, he's doing the later pop songs, you know? But his versions. See, didn't catch those. I did catch up... A lot of June Carter stuff, though, because I was fascinated that, like, at such an old age, that she was even making another album and everything. Too. Yeah, she came back. She finally, you know, and he, he's, yeah, he was in bad health, and she's like, "All right, my turn." Yeah, so, and all those people loved her, you know, and helped her record and stuff. And I had no idea how complex a history she had even prior to him. And I'm just like, "Shit, what?" It, what well, she came from like country line. Yeah, but like. Yeah, uh, yeah, she came from like the the first family of country, basically. You know, like that. The Is Carter there a second? Family. I don't. There's sec, there's many. There's I that uh, I don't know. Did you like that Ken Burns country series? It's it's worth seeing. I don't know. I I don't love it. It's not one of my favorites. I I I'm, like I, Ken Burns documentaries though. I run hot hot and cold on him, but like. There's a lot of inf- like if you're interested in the history of country, you know that's not a bad place to check out. You know, 
I imagine that the history of country would definitely be, it, it would definitely help sway my mind a lot more because, as I said, I'm used to stadium country and that is Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the pop, the pop country, yeah, like, like whatever, like this, the fucker that just died, Toby Keith, you know, like, yeah. and, and, uh, NASCAR Vin, country. uh, what's his face, uh, Garth Brooks and stuff, or Alan Jackson, yeah, the, the kind of jingoistic shit, but, but basically, you know, it was kind of like, it's just like white people blues, you know, like poor, white, poor people blues, that's all, and mm-hmm. they were once, also that series, the Ken Burns kind of traces how, you know, country and blues kind of were intertwined until like the racism really, really kicked in once they were making money off the music and they separated and made this is for white people and this is for black people, you know, but the roots are all from the same, you know, the same places, you know, mm-hmm. it's practically the same, and, you know, like down to, you know, the banjo is an African instrument, but it's heavily featured in country music, you know. Will this documentary explain to me once and for all, like, what, like, where folk music stops and country music begins? <laughs> I don't know if it will. I, I don't know if anybody can explain that. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's such, like, a obscure, like, I uh, sometimes I just don't know. Well, I mean, I, I would say, you know, like, folk music, like, as we understand probably came, came from Europe, you know, the, like the Irish music and stuff. Cause sometimes and I'm just it, like, you could just say it's folk music just by like, you could only hear it. And it's like, Oh, that's folk music, but you can't like define it. Where there's it. like an acoustic instrument and one, one or two people singing, but, and you can call it folk music, but you can say that about like the music of a million different countries, you know. That's what I was there's a, there's a string instrument of some kind, and one or two voices, or maybe more voices, but like. Ooh, not... What is that instrument, by the way, that she plays? Uh, oh, uh, auto harp. I fucking love that. Yeah, like, the auto harp. Yeah. Seeing her fucking around with that a bit more, I was like, I want to play with that instrument. That looks fun. Yeah, it's it's like a small like or it's like a handheld piano kind of thing. You know, like it's an interest. It's a, one of those weird instruments. But that that comes that's like an old European thing. That things like that. It's like a yeah, like like a harp or a, you know, it's a mix of different things. They they really fucked around with all kinds of variations on that. In Walk the Line, they only show her using it, like, once. So yeah. it never really, like, caught my attention. But, like, in the documentary, I was like, oh, that's her, like, instrument of choice, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she used it a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. I'm, gl- I'm glad you watched that. That's... Well, and there's also... Uh, a rabbit hole, yeah. Did you see the, uh, the George Jones and Tammy Wynette miniseries? Mm-mm. That's good, with uh, Michael Shannon and uh, what's her face. Sounds uh, like a shit ton of good people. It's what's her face. <laughs> uh, oh Jesus, what is her name? She has red hair. Um, well, that's fuck. helpful. No, I know. I'm sorry. It, uh, she played Tammy Faye Baker too. Uh, what the fuck is her? She's a really good actress. Oh Jesus. I have to look. I'm you, having a total. You look that shit up because now I want to know. Uh, um, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Oh, I like her. Yeah, it's 
that's good. It's a mini. It's a fun mini series. Talk another. You wanted a second, second uh, uh, family of country. Maybe George Jones and and Tammy Wynette. That's one of the main couples of country. Hmm. That those are some fucked up people. Uh, <laughs> so so much so many drinking and mental problems. <laughs> George and Tammy. I guess that's yeah. next. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't have as many plot holes or whatever since it's a real life. No, thing. no, no. It's it, it's fun. And they do all their own singing, and it's good. I mean, it, Michael Shannon plays music all, all the time, but <clears throat> he used to have a band when he was in Chicago. But Legit? Yeah, he did have a band. I yeah, I ran into him at the Empty Bottle a couple of times. He's a huge music fan. Dude, I love him. I was first see. I always actor. feel weird, like when I say like what, how I was first introduced to like a certain actor signed, mm-hmm. but I was first introduced to, but to him by uh, the Runaways. Oh yeah. Oh, when he he plays what's his face uh, that the impresario guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. even know, like, where that is in his career. Like, is that, like, way far in? Or? He has a really long career. I mean, he started he started in theater in Chicago as, like, a kid. And then he, he co-runs he co, uh, a, a theater company in, in Old Town, uh, a Red Orchid Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to that theater. Uh and that's why he was that that time he was nominated for an Oscar. He he watched the Oscars from the Old Town Ale House. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. He was, yeah, there was a, it was a whole social media thing. Like, oh, look at this guy. He like Mr. Salt of the Earth, unusual. Um, he was in uh, he was in the last movie that John directed, that McNaughton directed. Oh, which one? In twenty, The Harvest. Hmm. Him and Samantha Morton. You can find that movie. It's a creepy little movie. It's about them like harvesting organs for their sickly child. <laughs> sounds like something I'd be into. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Look that one up. <laughs> like he, he you've got he's working. He, yeah. He's actually he's working on something new, which is great. He's like writing a screenplay, and I think he's going to direct a, a new thing, which is great for him. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, something about this guy, the contact uh, agent contacted him, and he's it's a story set in Highland Park. It's about this guy whose like wife gets a, some like a debilitating disease, and he's got to take care of his kids. It's a, it's a, it's a real lighthearted romp. It's a comedy. Um, I'm joking. So, yeah. <laughs> it seems real like heavy. A very happy yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's the bottom line is he's he's working on something which is great. I've been hoping, yeah. So that's exciting. Because yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been ten years since he directed one. So, but when right around then, when that movie was uh, coming out, The Harvest, we had we had a group dinner. There was a screening at DePaul where his John's producer Steve um, he was up. Yeah, he was when we did that that screening of uh, Wild Things. He was up there, Steve Jones. Like when we did the talk afterwards, uh, he teaches at DePaul. I don't know if he still does, but he was. So he got uh, uh, Shannon uh, to come and like introduce the movie and stuff. And then we had we had a dinner at Exchequer afterwards. 
And I sat next to him, and he was real fidgety. He seems like a fidgety guy. But he was also, that was the time, so it was like 2013. I still had a smartphone back then, and Michael Shannon had a flip phone. He had this little, like, like a shitty flip phone, and on it was, like, one of those kind of prototypical, like, photos of, like, the, the, like, the western desert and the sunset, you know, like, kind of twilight. <laughs> that was the background image. And he said something, like, like, to explain, like, why he had this, like, flip phone. Like, have you ever gotten, a, like, a, an email that you wanted to get? Like, like, meaning, like, he didn't want to be reachable, you know? <laughs> And he was just like, he was just like humming his own song. He was totally in his own world. Like he was a self-contained, he was like just living his own reality. You know, <laughs> like, it, it, it was kind of hard. I couldn't really talk to him, talk to him, you know. <laughs> but he was right there. And it, you could definitely feel like a lot of, a lot of nervous energy, you know, <laughs> around that guy. <laughs> I really vibe the hell out of that. And I feel like yeah. I would definitely get that same sense, yeah. Yeah, like I'm not a, you know, I'm not a small talk guy either. I don't know, like I didn't ever figure out what to talk to him about, you know? See, that's why, like, if you ever introduce me to people or whatever, like I probably won't warm up to talking to people for like at least a hangout or two. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's like, I remember, yeah, whenever, like whoever you like idolize or whose work you like. And then you walk through the steps of actually meeting them. What the fuck would you even say? Pretend you have nothing you to talk about. Pretend you're not a fan of them first. I guess you pretend or something, or the or you it just becomes Chris Farley, you know? Like <laughs> remember when you were in the Beatles, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those are the options, right? So there has to be an organic reason. So at least I had the setting with Michael Shannon, you know, I was at a dinner. I was invited there by the people that are holding it, you know? So I had a reason to be there. I wasn't there to meet a famous person. But even yeah. still, like, I, it would yeah. take me, like, maybe even an hour or something. Even then, though, I would just be like, I have absolutely no contribution that anyone would find interesting. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah you have to have some kind of in, so, something to talk about that's not just the imbalance of them being like a famous person and you not being a famous person. That's exactly. not interesting. It's That's not interesting really to them or to you, you know? Like, I don't know. I, we are not famous people, but like we have people. I, I'm sure you have people that come and like geek out about your work or something. And so yes. I have no idea how to respond to this. No, it's, it's, it's very hard. I, I had a, I had a situation once, uh, when I was bartending and somebody like, just googled me in front and read off the search results and in my face I was like i'm buddy i'm here to give you a fucking beer you know like please please make your drink order don't read off the top 10 google search results for my name i know what's on there you know like i've looked <laughs> i don't need to know about my own biography or what the internet thinks <laughs> uh, you know i'm famous for or whatever See, that's just fucking hilarious. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's actually better than someone who actually is, like, rattling off, like, their favorite things that, like, you did. And you just mm -hmm. have to, like, nod awkwardly. Yeah. I mean, every now and then it happens, like, when people will spot me at a show, like, at a music, at a concert, 
and they'll see me and I always have my sketchbook and I'm drawing and then they oh, they that's connect annoying. it. Then they connect it up. They they're usually they wait till after, you know. Okay. Usually, but uh, you know, I I get that f- semi regularly. Like, are you Dimitri? Like, yep, that's me, doing my thing. I draw at shows. I've been doing this for decades. <laughs> you know, like. We need to get you a shirt now that says, "Yes, I am Dimitri." <laughs> no, no, you will not get me that shirt. I'd, I'd rather wear, wear a shirt that says kick me you know, like the you're a tall guy it'd be hard anyways yeah. yes yes <laughs> so how how do we tie any of this back to talk to me or do we or are we oh, done with talk to me I think it fits <laughs> peer we pressure all like obsessed be- with peer pressure and wanting to live up to other people's opinions and then also we spoke about flip phones and social media a little bit and yeah. Yeah, there's there's so much yeah, there's so many like unexplained gaps in this movie. There's lots of stuff that they could have done about a little like some kind of backstory about how these two families got so close to each other. Like we don't know anything about how they became the two main girls became friends, you know? Especially cuz they don't seem to really like each other that much. No, and they're so different. Um which then plays into, as you just said, like, Mia doesn't seem to really fit in. And it's like, yeah, she is kind of the awkward person in this group. Yeah. Like, where even her friend, I say in quotes, doesn't really even want her to be around that much. And also is dating a guy that, like, she knows that her friend Loki likes. So it's like, eh, I'm not vibing yeah, that's into a, this. Yeah, that's a dick move. Like, she fucking knows he, she's, uh, Mia's still sweet on that guy. She she fucking knows girls especially know shit like that, and then and she's like justifying. He's like, "Oh, you guys barely held hands or whatever." She says at the beginning, you know, towards the beginning. That's fucking bullshit. Like she just wanted to have the upper hand. Yeah. And yeah, she was. She was. It was like a some kind of fucked up like passive aggressive power move, you know. To gain the upper hand in the friendship, you know? For, like, it checks out for teenage girl friendships. But it was one of those things where, like... But I wish wish there was more of that. I wish there was, like... I would have been interested in some of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, some understanding as to, like, why she feels obligated to deal with this girl that she doesn't really seem to like too much. Mm -hmm. And then also, I just really want to know more about that hand. Mm-hmm. I would, especially how the hand keeps changing hands, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's there's a there's a bunch of. Yeah. The, there's other like stories in movies where there's like this, the magical object has to ch- like, depending who the possessor is, you know, then they have like the magic power, kind of like a, like a magic lamp or something, you know. So, but, but the way it's so clumsy, the way that it's getting, it's getting passed around so randomly and it shouldn't be if it's a magical object, you don't just throw it in one bag and out of the other and smuggle it out of places. That seems like a lost opportunity to me, you know, story wise. Her harebrained attempt at trying to like figure things out at the end, it doesn't follow the trope at all. When you say like the magical object or the Ouija board or shit like that, like. 
you usually try and track down an expert. Yeah, yeah an expert. Even in that, like, remember that, what was that movie we watched with the, where, where, the, where they recruit, the, like, the Hasidic guy to show him, like, the... Oh, the possessed. We called it the magical Jew. I remember yeah, that. the magic Jew. Remember, they they had to recruit the magic Jew to explain to them how the how the uh, dibbuk worked. You know, that's there what is like. There that's was how you mixed, get your origin story, right? That, they're missing. Yeah, that was she totally bungled that. And then, like, so when she first started doing that, like the little girl appeared, spirit appeared to her, and she's like, "I can take take you to him," and she kind of takes him, and then they drop that. You know, like they don't follow through at all. I don't know. A lot of a lot of loose ends in an unsatisfying way. And I'm like I hate doing that, like harping on like uh plot logic because I'm not generally like in movies or in art, I don't really care about the plot. I care about the plot when it's like makes no sense and draws attention to itself by lack of logic, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm able to ignore, like, you know how you said the hospital scene? It immediately made me think of Scream, the last one I made you watch. Mm. Um, This movie had some, definitely some Scream DNA because of the group of teenagers, you know? Yeah, and, like, you know, having to go, like, sneak into a hospital, and it's like, where is everybody? Like, why why is anyone helping? How the fuck are you getting away with this? How can she go in and out of a room with with a kid in that degree of trauma, there there would be a fucking team of, like, medical people, you know? Prof- I would also imagine nurses there would and the be, doctors, like, a cop security. or some a security at the door. Because yeah, because it's an ongoing fucking hair. crime scene. It's like this is an investigation. You have to find out how all this stuff happened. Even the most incompetent police department would do that, station a cop outside of that room, you know? Because even if you just take everyone's word for it, the mother still knows that the Mia had something to do with it. So mm-hmm. at some point you think security or someone would be called and be like, keep this bitch out. Yeah, it's it's just like a shame. It's, it's sort of frustrating. Like there's, it seems like there's like a good premise and there's some good parts, but there's a lot of lost opportunities in this movie a lot of things it could have been that it wasn't, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was just too chaotic and got really out of hand at certain points. And I don't know. So I, I feel like it had a really cool premise. I think there are good moments, but I don't know if it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it was a good movie. It, was, it wasn't a terrible movie, but... Yeah, it... And, yeah, if you got a movie that's, you know, an hour and a half long and it drags, you know, that's not good. The pacing's off, you know what I mean? If it's like, like you that, said like, you, where you, I'm you, halfway through and I'm just yeah. like, you're losing me now, that's how you know that, like, it's not a great pacing at all. Yeah, I checked. I stopped it about 40 minutes in just to check the run times. Like, okay, how much longer see? until this resolves? Now we got to go know? 40 minutes in to see what was it that made us just be like, ah, yawn. Yeah, what was 40 minutes? Was he? Yeah, they were already in the hospital by 40 minutes, or by halfway through, they were in the hospital, I think. Yeah, I really do think it was around there. And I think <clears> it's <throat> just because, like, they flashed to the hospital so fast, and you're just getting no story. It's immediately. Yeah, like, I think you need. Yeah, 
generally, unless it's it's a story set in a hospital, you don't want a hospital until more towards the end. You know what I mean? Hospital is an end point. It's not like you can't just change venue from like a bunch of random teen bedrooms to a hospital and not have it be jarring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge venue change. You know, it ratchets up. It should be ratcheting up the stakes a lot, but in this movie, it isn't. You it know? almost felt like it was the ending of the movie. Yeah, it should have been like you ended in a hospital. But in this movie, the hospital is yet another just like random bedroom, you know, that kids can run in and out of. And that makes no sense. That's not true of any hospital, you know, no matter how poorly run the hospital is. There's a lot of grown-ups there and not in this hospital. <laughs> <clears throat> Unless, you know, they're positing some kind of fantasy world that's just populated by teenagers, uh, you know. Worth. Obviously, I mean, come on, when she's going home after the hospital, she gets to, you know, spend the night in bed with the guy she was lusting over. And where's and, the adults there? And yeah, talk about the absentee dad. The dad is, the only time he pops up is like, to from phone calls that she just easily ignores for days at a time and then then to reveal the mom's suicide note which just to pro- and that's only revealed so she can ba- so she can kill him basically right <laughs> that's the result of that basically so that that's really a bizarre it's like oh shit we need to have this we need to resolve this so we're going to make up a suicide note now you know <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, strange, strange stuff. So, do you know what movie you want to pick? I have two choices that I came up with. Both both uh, women-centered, both with women's names. Hmm. So, Nadia from ni- uh, 1994, which is like a, like a New York set hip vampire movie with, uh, with a, an appearance by David Lynch. Or uh, May from 2002, which is more of like, a, I don't know, like kind of Frankenstein-ish or Jeffrey Dahmer, Lonely Woman, Outcast Woman movie. Do you ever see that one? May? No, I haven't seen either of those. So Nadia or May, your your choice. <laughs> it depends on what's easiest for me to find. Do, do you know which one I'll be more likely I to find? I think Nadia's on, uh, no, I mean, uh, May is on Tubi. Uh, let's... Let's see what uh, not, I think Nadia is available too. It's N A D J A, Nadia. Um, let's see. I think it's available, but Amazon, from what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a, it's on Freevee, and it's so it's it's on some yeah. Okay. So yeah, Nadia or or May, up to you. One one is more like Nadia is more of a like like a, I don't know like black and white. It's it's a take on it's a take on Dracula, like with a female vampire. We definitely like our Dracula movies, don't we? Oh yeah, but it it's it's fun when David Lynch shows up as a actor. You know, I think <clears throat> I'm into that. Yeah, Peter Fonda too. Peter Fonda as I think he plays Van Van Helsing in this. So kind of like artsy vampire stuff. 
You want to try that? When, yeah. I'm going to say, when aren't vampires artsy? Gosh. Yeah, these are very artsy vampires. Like extra, they're kind of like New York art world vampires, you know? Ooh, 90s snobby vampires. Very, very snobby vampires. I think, I think vampires are generally tend to be kind of upper, you know, sort of elitist Unless by nature. You're one young ones, like in uh, what we do with the shadows. That's true. Well, one day we'll yeah we'll <clears throat> we'll get back. Another future pick is uh, Martin, the teen, the the guilty teen vampire, to the George Romero vampire movie. That's great. I love George Romero. But yeah, Martin is embarrassed to be a vampire because he's a teenager. You know. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like I, I want to watch that now. Yeah. Let's, first. Yeah, let's do Nigel first. We'll we'll get back around to Martin <laughs> eventually. <laughs>